Boomer on. All right, welcome to another episode of the EMP Show. I'm your host, Luke. And I'm your host, Mel. Big Melfi, special guest today. We have got a great guest. <laughs> great guest. Big, the, uh, big man himself. Mate. Big Red. <laughs> big Red. Alex Renieri. Italian stallion. Welcome. <laughs> I'd, I'd, I'd normally take that, but I'm feeling very intimidated by uh, the man next to me. He's very powerful. <laughs> I feel nervous. I feel like I'm about to do a Why crossfit open or something. Relax. It's so it's good. There's a, lot of, there's a lot of power in this room right now. So. Oh, so thanks, thanks for having me, boys. This is going to be um, a phenomenal podcast, and not because of me. Totally because <laughs> of me. <laughs> not me. <amazing. laughs> uh, yes. Awesome. How are you, bro? You good? Well, man, yeah. You, yeah, I'm great. Yeah, it's, it's been a long time coming. I've really wanted to come down and spend a little bit of time with you boys here and there since you've, since you've had AMP. Yeah, I saw you, what, two weeks ago? Mm. I was up the coast, I think. Yeah, came up, came up and saw us at the coast, mate, yeah. and... Um, yeah. Took the honours. Thank you, sir. I know. Rezo, Godfather. Him. Yeah, Godfather, yeah. the little, little man. That's that. Yeah, so little Roman, little mate. Row, he's, he's blessed to... Uh, should I say that he's not little? He's actually quite a stocky little thing. <laughs> he's big. He went from 35th percentile, because he was premier, to, to 87th or, or 92nd in like a month and a half. And, really? and I never understood percentiles and whatnot, but basically that's like, when you're looking at that, whether it's schooling or anything, it's the same with, with the babies. He's like, you know, if you get up to that 85th, 90 fifth hundredth percentile right up yeah. the top end obviously for size he's right up there yeah you know, really. just like the reverse all that means he's at that point and everyone else is not as big which is which is good and it's not to harp on about hey my son's bigger than everyone else's it's no. just a case of you know, we did IVF for our first two which is very challenging yeah. mentally and physically uh, he was a surprise you know natural baby um, and he was almost going to come through at like week 24 which oh, is God. There's, there's not a great chance of survival. Yeah, yeah. So for us to hold on for another 10 weeks and get him in, I think it was 34, maybe 35 weeks and he's born, still yeah. obviously premier with the issues with, with yeah. um, lungs generally when, when they're premier. They were blessed that he's, he's growing well. Yeah. You know, so, uh, and even more blessed that Cute he's in good thing. hands for anything ever <laughs> happened to, to me and, um, yeah, and Uncle Mel as well. You'll get to meet him one day, mate. I'll take, I'll take him to a... True story, yeah, the other day, we don't know how she got it, but Lillian's getting bigger, and that's our second one, and I saw her walking around with this log in her hand, I was like, oh man, she hasn't done a shit, she's carrying it, is she? She's at that age, man, where they're just like discovering everything, Yeah. and I got some baklava at the fruit and veg shop, and she got up and stolen it, it was for oh, Korean, really? she found it, got it out of the bag, and took it, she was just hooking into it, oh, good. I was like, oh, Mel would be proud. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. Mm. Awesome, bro. Um, so, obviously, guys, we wanted to get Big Red on because he has an awesome story um, in regards to his journey as an athlete, um, growing up, childhood. Um, I'll let him go into all that. But um, now to being a really successful online business owner, coach, all of the above. Um, so, yeah, be awesome for him to share his story with our Facebook followers and EMP show subscribers. Yeah, it's a great story, man. Yeah, it really is. It really is. And um, for me, I'll just give you background as to how I know Big Red. Um, I star met Big Red <laughs> Hub or Diggers, I think it was. <laughs> Having a squad off. Having a squad off. Yeah, no, I, uh, I met Big Red at um, Hub or Diggers gym, jumped in. Uh, did some squatting together just randomly. I was like, who the fuck is this guy walking around with his footy shorts on, hub or diggers? Absolutely huge. And then asked to come to squat with me. So who knows? But um, met him that day. And then I don't know how long it was. A few months later, 
randomly, probably actually no, it was longer than that. It's probably a year, maybe a year, a two year. years. Yeah, maybe. yeah, yeah. Um, bumped into him, bumped into him randomly um, as he was opening his first gym, and within a couple of weeks, I was actually working with him, mm. and then from there, the relationship blossomed, mm. Um, mm. and here we are, almost mm. ten, no, yeah, yeah, probably be, ten yeah. years, ten years yeah, later. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah Diggers would have been late twenty ten probably and yeah. then 2012 we started working together yeah, and yeah. um here we are 2021 and ultimately the vessel was using you to get to mel so thank you <laughs> it's, uh, what an honor i feel like i just dislocated my thumb trying to massage you good luck i feel sorry for the masseuse that have to deal with this man oh, i love it visual <laughs> it's uh yeah yeah pretty, mate bring Crazy, back some yeah. memories so i was just uh, awesome yeah Mm. Wow. Just thinking through then, and uh, yeah, and I really appreciate everyone who's listening. Obviously, to to some shares that that I'll give today, and those who are watching. But mate, isn't it isn't it crazy how fast time goes? Amazing. Really is. Yeah. You know, I was I, I remember seeing the gym, and I was like, fuck, look how big this guy's legs are already. And what's his latest tech fucking earphone pieces? Uh, yeah. What is that shit? I've oh, never no, seen no, that no. before. So <laughs> the, the he's been on the squat rack for forty minutes. <laughs> <laughs> he's still building. Still doing it. Yeah, it's. Uh, Pretty yeah. amazing, mate. I, I guess the big thing for me from just reflecting on what you said then was and shared was how much can change and how fast time really does go. Yeah. Yeah. Now, 10 years' time, you know, like I look back, uh, CrossFit Regionals, my last one was 2015, and it feels like a lifetime yeah, ago. It's yeah. only six years. So it's, it's, it's pretty amazing how time it goes so fast. But, yeah. but then when you look over the course of, of life, it's, uh, it, it's long as well. You know, like a lot's happened, hasn't yeah, it? Yeah, totally. Know, a lot has yeah. happened. And... I think that's what we learn as we get older. And I know you'll probably have listeners and watchers who are, who are older and younger than us, but it, it, it's very interesting because growing up as a half Italian with, with a strict father, a lot of it was about respect your elders and, 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 and you know, that, that equaled uh, position or power in, in, in society, which is probably true back in the 1900s. I, I admit that, and that, that's fine, fair enough. And, and this isn't disrespecting people older, but the older I get, the more I realise that every year you pass your birthday, it's a smaller percentage... On, on what you've experienced. For example, Lillian's about to turn two, so yep. she that's 50% of her life, right? And when she turns yeah. three, it's 33%. So as we get older, I'm 35 now, it's like, well, every year's like small. Yeah. So it goes faster. Yeah. I don't know about you, but it feels like. Yeah, it's quicker. It's quicker. Yeah. Um, but I guess my, my revelation with that, and it's, it's not to, to bag out people obviously older than me, but what I started to see was, was people who were double my age who hadn't had a fulfilling or successful life, and I started questioning why. And it took me back to obviously the changes I've had through owning gyms and what yeah. I do now, which was spawned from an early age. You know, having three brothers, being number three, Jordan coming nine years later, I was the baby. And my brothers loved me and protected me, but also, you know, yeah. having two older brothers, yeah. having two older brothers. Yeah. And phenomenal at sports growing up. And I started soccer because I was big enough when I was three. So I played yeah. under sixes for three years before I was legitimately six, which, yeah. <laughs> which led to, uh, you know, scoring. 40, 50 goals a season and just destroying everyone in, yeah. in my path. And I have some memories of that, which, which are enjoyable, but a lot I don't remember because I was still young. And yeah. went from someone who was this kid who was going to be the wizard at, at soccer to ultimately starting to gain weight, enjoying food. We ate good food, but bad food as well, which was, you know, part of being Italian, you know, pastas and breads, whilst there can be a yeah, purpose yeah. of anything. Yeah, yeah. It's on the heavy side and, and my old man just knew that that was, that was good, wholesome food for when you're exercising as much as... Yeah. We are as kids, or as he was in his upbringing, living on a farm. Yeah. Because he came over when he was five years old, fresh, fresh off the boat. So, 
that excess as I got older and then started diving into technology when it came through when I was sort of eight, nine, ten, um, as you're doing, and being lazier. And I, I ended up being, uh, was it, I tapped out at 114 kilos when I was 12 years of age. Big. 114, 12 years of age. Yeah, look, that's big, you know. And, and it's, it's not that because I trained, yes, I had some muscle because I did soccer training and cricket training and I still enjoyed sports and everything. But that's, like, look, look there are kids who have been bigger than me and whatnot, but f- for that age, that that's... That's all we are. Yeah, uh, I would have been probably five nine. I mean, I'm six three, six four now. But yeah, I was reasonably tall, but not 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 a massive yeah. kid. So I was round, and I, I guess the the hard part with that was that it was a pride product of my yeah. lifestyle mm. because what that meant, and not lifestyle of the food, obviously, and, and, and drinking corn and all that sort of shit. But what it meant was, yeah, you know, I got bullied, I got picked on, I was depressed, I hated myself, hated my body. Uh, no girls liked me, couldn't couldn't get girlfriends and that sort of stuff. Like this lasted through until. I was 16. Started weight training at 13. So I've been training for 22 years now. Dad set up a home gym and said, here, go lift some weights. But I still did that. But it was coupled with obviously still living, eating shit food and not looking after myself. And um, it's a big thing. I was chatting to to Coach Ellie earlier about, she asked me what the number one problem that I find or see in the fathers that I now work with is. And I think it's a universal one, fellas. It's a lack of self-worth or self-belief. Yeah, it really is. Like when I, when I look at that, there was a lack of self-love. When I'm looking in the mirror and, and spitting in my face saying, you're, you're a useless piece of shit because yeah. I got bullied and picked on and I didn't yeah. value myself because of my body and what perceived power was in society, which is being the best on sports teams, having girlfriends, being, being the, the funny guy or the fit guy or the guy who carried that charisma and presence. Yeah. I was none of that. Yeah. You know, yeah. It was hard being, yeah. being overweight and, and unhealthy and unhappy. And, you know, that's... That, that's, I, I always look at it as it's a part of me, who I am, <clears throat> because I look at us as a, a, a clay or a sculpture where we continually carve out our legacy and our destiny. Yeah. You know, the, the, the clay is still there. I've remolded it and moved it around in different areas of my life of how, what it means to me and what I'll never go back to, and it has special symbolism for me, but it's a part of me. You can't cut that away. It's yeah. a part of your life, just like I'm sure we've all got lists. You've all, yeah. you've all had adversities. Everyone has, but... That was tough, man. Like I look back now, like that that shit's like it was yesterday. Yeah. You know, that, that gets that gets emotional. It gets hard to process and go, yeah, man, you really you really didn't, you know. And, and not to the to the side where a lot of people do go and, and unfortunately take their own lives, but definitely to a deep side where that was my reality. Yeah. Just living like that a lot. Yeah. I was thinking about this the other day. I'm not sure what it was. I, I, I'd love to know. I'd love to go back to that that sort of. 14 or 15 year old hour where it started to click and go what happened like why yeah. you know and it was very simple this is this is the funniest part it's it's you don't need home runs it's, it is a one percent that you build on that that's that's the entire foundation of what i do now with my life and that one percent was stop having green cordial it was like, i think ll lime or cooler or whatever that flavor yeah. was and i was like just stop having that like don't don't have it anymore like enough enough that was enough. the one shift that was the one shift. And then it started with going down to the park and just going, how many, and the park was about a kilometre away, and just walking as many laps as I could around a soccer oval. Yeah. Did like six the first time, walked back. And then the next month or two, it led into no more takeaway food, so no more McDonald's. Yeah. Predominantly because that's what was closest to us at the time, uh, growing up in the, in the 90s in Sinclair at, at West. There's obviously a shitload of stuff around now. And then from that, it's turned into light jogging, and then it eventually became running 20 laps around yeah. a soccer field, running home, lifting my weights, getting more yeah, serious yeah. about the programming, dad yeah. buying me weightlifting books. The very first one was The Matrix, which was pretty cool. It's a lifting matrix with 
full repetitions, partial reps, and we've we've done it before. Yeah, you know, yeah. while, while we're training in, in my old gym, you know, all different types of stimulus, and I connected and hooked into that, and he decked out credit to him. Just a, a wog who had no idea, um, not to disrespect my father, but he decked out an amazing gym. Like we had nearly a thousand kilos in weights, a leg press, pull-up bar, an adjustable incline bench, whole pulley system. Oh man, we had everything, yeah. and he just picked it up at, at, at op shops or, or um, you know, where they they have. Uh, you know, they sell them off cheaply, second hand. Like yeah. it was all second hand, and um, yeah, we got stuck into that and just kept kept building one percent every time to the point where it was year ten. And I remember this. I um, did the beat test, got nine point four, which I was proud of. Came third in the class. Um, you know, which by no means of an athlete is, as you guys know, you know from footy, it's yeah. it's not a great result for me at that stage. I've got a couple of guys saying, hey man, these girls are really talking about you like oh, big reds, you know, because you know, that was my nickname since I was young, but now it's a nickname for different <laughs> reasons, right? And uh, like, man, they notice like you're getting fit and blah, blah, and you're doing really well. And, and it's not that it's about, you know, sexuality or females, but that was just another thing. And it was another thing. And, and that's one of the big things that I guess we'll, I'm happy to explore as well about the, the power and influence of environment. As yeah. you know, you've got your culture here in your environment. It's, Nothing influences you more in your life than your external environment. Yeah. Like that's, I don't care what anyone says, that, that, that is a law. And when I was starting to get that, as much as I don't let external things validate who I am, they influence me. You, know, yeah. you could say mean things to me right now because of the connection relationship we have, that would influence me and I yeah. would feel feelings. Being a human, that's normal. So to have that on the flip side of, look what I was doing, a recognition of, of my action, the work and what I was doing, man, that, that triggered me again, yeah. I would go time. And then entering into year, year 11, in year 12, I became, you know, the, the king of the school with arm wrestling. I was the arm wrestling king and blah, blah, blah. And I was, I was the weightlifting champion, all this sort of stuff. But it was so funny just to see the transition and turnaround and those who, who've been with me since primary school and high school, because those two schools were pretty close together, uh, to see the change. And, you know, that's... The change in them people in terms of they would never want to associate with you and then all of a sudden want to associate you. Did you have... Did you experience that? In terms of kids that were in primary school who obviously been overweight... You know yeah, what I mean? Like, yeah. was there kids that who would bully you then? But then, when you're in high school, they yeah. all, of a sudden, all of a sudden want to be, mm. you know, best friends with her. Did you experience yeah. that? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I did to a degree. You know, and then that went next level again when I started to play professional rugby league. And, and yeah. it's not that people are, and it's it's no one's fault. This is the interesting thing. Like, you can take it personally, and I did at the time, but I'm older and wiser now. But it's just what they gravitate towards. You know, pe people respond, and children absolutely just respond to energy. Easy, it's yeah. such a primal thing, and 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 being, I feel gifted for what I had and what I went through, coupled with being in professional sport, where there's a lot of great and then a lot of toxic environments to build the shell. And I mean, you know, I can be a smartass and sharp and witty when I need to be. It's not part of who I am, but it's it's great to have that deflector, where that in an intrinsic nature has given me the ability to know who's genuine who isn't immediately yeah. Yeah. um yeah, the gut always wins man like you, you always listen to your gut instinct and then and then obviously people seeing the change and seeing a change in how they respond to you was very interesting as well to, mm. to notice and it was a fascinating period of my life because i felt so free it was a weird feeling it's almost like i don't know if you've ever had it but after a footy season it's like i'm free for the next six or eight yeah. weeks and it's just it was just a relief and i started to feel that as soon as i left high school you know yeah. um and not, not that I'm a rebel, but school didn't agree with me. I'm, I'm very intelligent when I need to be, where I need to be, but ultimately, yeah, um, nearly having punch-ons with some of the school teachers and not agreeing with some of the, the fundamental laws that I knew in my heart weren't ideal for a human being to evolve and grow and expand, which is what my message is. Yeah. Uh, 
you know, there was a, there was clashing constantly. So being free from school and having the body that I desired and wanted was was awesome. But it actually led to a pretty big breakthrough that I had, uh, you know, down down the track. Uh, ultimately, when when my firstborn coming coming to this world, and you know, I, I hope this has been what you guys have, have sort of asked for. I don't want to drag on too much, but this has no, yeah. sort of been a bit, a bit of an intro, I guess, to, to lead to what we're yeah. moving into, which is the, the present day. But yeah, long story short, after I finished high school with a full steam of confidence and, and, and living out of a light of I'll show them, I'll show them who I am and what I can do. I didn't realize until probably only five years ago that everything that I did at that stage, there was definitely a deep part of self-love and a love for greatness, but a large part was a fear of failure. They're the two things that drive us in life, either a fear of failing or a love for greatness. I mean, they're the the terms that I've coined, you can call whatever you want, but um, when I looked at that, it was like, and I went from not even playing rugby league or playing one year in under 13s, playing a little bit in school and fluffing around to immediately trying out for the team that won it the year before in St. Mary's Saints to making it to being on the bench, to working my way through the culture and being an outsider to them being in with the crew. Yeah. And the best way was to be open and honest, like they were hacking shit on me and giving it to me. And I just pulled them aside and said, what's your problem with me? And sometimes people might think, like I live an eggshell-free life, and it doesn't mean I'm not empathetic, but yeah. sometimes people might think that's cold or, or harsh up front, but man, th- the truth always wins. Yeah. It is the greatest way forward in your life. And when I confronted that, there was respect, report, and then boom, I was in, I moved up, I showed on the field what I could do as well, earned my stripes there with the fellas. Yeah. Made it through the grand final, lost to the brothers, made it through to several um, under-20s, Jersey Flagler School at the time, teams, went with the Panthers. In that first year, went and played a couple of reserve grade games with the Samaritan Penrith Cougars, they were called at the time, and I was like, man, 18 months, I went from someone not even playing rugby league to, yeah. to one off from first grade. And it was incredible. Look back now, and I'm very proud of that. You know, yeah, Fast yeah. forward, yeah, I spent some time with the Panthers, and I spent time with the Dragons which was a, a horrific culture um, compared to the Panthers in terms of being together in a team and a tribe. And then going to the, the Bunnies to finish up over a six year period, you know, the closest I ever got was one first grade trial against the Bulldogs with the Dragons where I did my knee. Yeah. And t- tough run, and not that I want to fast forward through that um, with, with you guys watching or listening, but it's, uh, yeah, it's a pretty chaotic period of my life. That was, that was a decade of my life where really from 19 to 26, and then recovering from that through even to 30, um, over six of those years, uh, I had nine operations. You know, knee recos, shoulder recos, broke my jaw, fractured my cheek twice, had to have my mouth wide shut. Man, nothing nothing worse than not being able to taste or eat food for 12 weeks. People have no idea mm. how, how much you get over shakes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, got mum, I remember getting mum to blend up a hot dog because I just wanted to taste what it would taste <laughs> like that food. Oh. I like, mum, can you blend up a hot dog, put, put the mustard in there, put the sauce, put the butter. She bun everything, blend it all together. It's like oh. this this pink liquid. Looked disgusting. It's like taste. what Flex really used to get stared oh. definitely to do. Because yeah. <laughs> he couldn't eat that. He was sick eating steak. Flex said, "Blender, <laughs> 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 to blend the steak." Oh man, crazy! Can you eh? imagine? Yeah. Was a liquid juice? Uh, oh, just a little <laughs> bit of hot, little bit of hot water, and oh, that in the bun it was it became like a um, I guess like a like, like a thick shape. Yeah. Oh, amazing! It was just like a hot dog. Really? It really was. Yeah, yeah. I got to do pizza. Um, <laughs> I think she did do a steak once or twice. <laughs> yeah. It's unbelievable. Yeah. 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 I come yeah. up with a new eat, uh, new eating regime. Yeah. 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 It's probably like secret was to get so big. There's a lot that's happened, like you know. There's a lot that's happened in that period. Like even like I probably sent on the sidelines, you know, watching your you, know, you and Luke's relationship. Mm-hmm. But probably in five years, I see a big difference in you know from gym owner 
just the evolution of where you are with RDM and mm. you know trials and tribulations of what's happened to you. And now even like hearing you talk with very lot of stoicism, you know how you you know how you handle yourself, and it's amazing. You probably just touched on like just final point, yeah. point of what you've done. You sort of rush back through your yeah. playing for Italy in the World Cup. You know, mm. trying, you know a lot of stuff you've done which you probably haven't acknowledged as much, but you know. There's a point in like I feel there's a you know, the shifting point was like okay I'm gonna start you know just habit stacking or just do you know well, ground zero and yourself I'm gonna stop drinking cordial start the walks and then you go for a period of like you know external gratification from people mm. is that what the, the main thing at the very start was mm. external mm. gratification mm. yeah and then you know from you know owning a gym and building from there. So what was that whole, what made you, you know, get into the gym, gym scene? Mm. And this, this is where I feel blessed that I, um, yeah, and appreciate the question, mate, because I definitely feel there's value to going through this. You know, this is where I feel blessed that it was a deeper part of me that ever since I was really young, I uh, always felt old. It's, it's very hard to explain. Yeah, you know, just just always felt old and mature. It doesn't mean I didn't do stupid things, but it always felt that and I felt connected to, to helping others. And it, it's yeah. not... You know, most things in life, and this is what people, where people cut themselves short, most things in life are a skill acquisition. It's, it's learned. It's a, it's a learned skill. How I'm, how I'm talking right now, my charisma, my approach, everything I'm doing from the habits that I've built, like the, a lot of them, most of them are learned skills. But the skills that you learn on an intrinsic level come from something within. And everyone has different gifts to give to the world. You know, I'm not saying I am a gift. It's something that connecting with people and helping other people especially off the trauma, off the back of the trauma I went through, was something that's very important for me. And the vessel for that is the human body. Like, it's the vessel that you're living life through, yeah. and, and these people who are listening and watching are as well. So having that connect, which I feel is something that's heavily undernourished when you're talking about whether it's, not, not to castrate anyone, but whether it is a, a life coach or some sort of mentor or, or a business coach, it's like, well, hang on a minute. If we work from the inside out and get you right, because life is energy and, yes. and get your shit together in that respect. So you can do more. You've got more capacity mentally and everything you do physically affects you mentally and how you feel. Yeah. Brushing your teeth, doing your hair, having a shower, all of those physical elements accumulate to how you mentally feel and how you approach life. It's very fundamental to the area of extreme resistance and performance and sports and, and training and, and, and building habits in such a controlled environment, which is a lot why I love this environment, such a controlled environment to challenge yourself to build the steel to handle all of the uncontrollable environments and all the mm. variables and bullshit out there in the world. It's, yeah. it's fucking amazing. Yeah. Like, tell me I'm wrong. You know, it's, it, it really is. To, to be able to go out there, which is why I led into starting and owning a gym. Italy, yeah, like my last game ever was with Italy. We're over in Serbia uh, playing against um, Lebanon. And, mate, that was... Oh, mate, sorry. <laughs> the, Le the Lebanese, mate, they were, they were big boys, big pack. Big Minicello. Yeah. Big team, man, Oh, mate, they, they were brutal. And it was uh, the way that it worked with the other teams in our pool, it was us and them. And um, I believe, at the time, we believed that we needed to win or they needed to win. And a draw was going to get them through. In the first 10 minutes, Cameron Seraldo broke his ribs. Um, I don't think it was Minicello, but one of the other reasonably well-profiled players um, cracked his head open. And I popped my shoulder on the tackle. And... That was all I knew about the game. Like I was, my shoulders popped out for a couple of hours. I got rushed into hospital where they were jabbing things in my ass and putting liquids that didn't take the pain away. I don't know what it was, but it didn't work. And I'm in this hospital that, Serbia is a beautiful country, but it's still so war-torn from the bombing in the 90s. Yeah. And uh, it was, 
I'd never felt more away from home in my life ever and more alone than that moment where I'm sitting in a hospital with my arm popped out, this big white dude with footy shorts on and socks, which obviously looks out of place in, in their yeah. culture and having all these people where whether they had arms cut off or blood all over their face. Like, it was like a war zone in that hospital. I, I don't know what goes on day and day there, but when I arrived, um, yeah, it was, it was pretty uh, pretty challenging to take in. Very lonely. You know? Yeah, very lonely. And doctor eventually popped it back in, and then I was getting running commentary from the guy, the Italian, I guess, concierge who came with us who could speak some Italian, some English. And yeah. eventually it must have been a pretty epic game because it, it went from being 18-6 down to 18 all to then 19 all, to then 20 all, to then 21 all. So I can't, like three, six drop goals. I, I can't believe yeah. it. Like that's just, um, you know, so that must have been a pretty crazy game where obviously there was, I think there was like eight minutes left and there's just eight minutes of field goal shootouts. <laughs> and then on the count back, yeah, like Italy ended up getting, we, we got through and made the cup. So I'm sorry, man. That's all right. Yeah. That's all good. Um, We're the yeah. No, no, mate, they were a great team. You know, we stayed in the same, it was like a FIFA facility yeah. as them, and um, we caught up with the guys after, obviously, when I came back from hospital. But that was it. I had a contract with Rabbitohs, obviously lost that when I went back and didn't clear the medical. And that's when I retired, and I went straight into to starting at a gym. So where do you think you would be? I know it's maybe a little bit off topic, but if you had that contract, mm. injuries didn't happen, and mm. you would continue playing first grade, where do you think you'd be right now? That's an interesting question, man. Like, I've, I've thought about it a few times. Um, I always look at where I've come from, not where I've been. And there is yeah. a difference between the two. You know, where you've come from is generally an acceptance of recognition of the growth that you've experienced because it's where I've come from, yeah. not yeah. where I've been. So whilst nostalgia is great, I don't live there. I don't spend my life there in some of the good moments, that being one of them. But when I have pondered... It's hard to answer, man, because I, I feel genuinely that, and, and I don't, I'm not saying that all of our lives are already carved out and there's a pathway to it. There's multiple pathways to the life that you, you move yourself towards. But, totally. yeah. but I definitely do see that I would not be a, as, at least at this stage of my life, maybe I'd come full circle, but at this stage of my life, if I had a successful career in more often than not those environments, I don't think I'd be the holistic person I would. I don't think I'd have the value and service I could offer to the world. And I actually don't believe that I would have the um, self-belief and ambition either. You know, having a successful first-grade career and, and being some half what I guess, savvy in, in real estate and that sort of stuff, I, I would have positioned myself where I wouldn't have to do things. Not that I have to do RDM, but I love doing it. But I wouldn't have to do things if I didn't want to. Yeah, I guess yeah. in terms of a financial point of view, yeah. which, which means there, there might be a lack of an exploration of... What can I do? How can I be more? Yeah. And, and this is not taking away from first graders or anything too, but I don't put I don't put anyone on a pedestal. Now, I, I could meet, um, you know, Wahlberg, Mark Wahlberg, Hollywood. I could meet him tomorrow and say, G'day, mate, yeah, you're very talented on the screen. Awesome, that's good for you. Like, I don't, it means fuck all of me. Yeah. You know, like, no one goes above me in, in yeah. a pedestal or anyone else for that matter. And then no one's below me on that as well. Yeah. You know, um, you're gauged by your actions and my observations, which dictate my continuing relationship with you. One hundred percent. You know, I love my father, but if he started for no reason—not that he ever would—but just a random, like if for no reason, if he started abusing me out of nowhere, well, the relationship would diminish. I'd be like, well, this is not the father that I want to continue having a relationship with moving yeah. forward. Thank you for the last thirty-five years, Dad, but this is who I am. And having that approach, I guess, you know, mate, has really only ever come about from working with so many fathers and yeah. listening and having that understanding of how messy life is, how tough it can be, how challenging it is, yeah. how much 
professional sports have left people. Not, I mean, I'm sure they're working on it in various ways, but athletes who come into the second half of life completely yeah. fucking unaware of who they are, totally. lacking um, fulfilment, purpose, drive, being put on that pedestal, having external gratification. This is what I went through. Owning gyms, it gave me position and power over anything and everything, whether it was males, females, mums, dads, athletes, non-athletes. Yeah. Like it was a position of, hey, I'm going to show you how good I am at the CrossFit Games. You know, and that's what I carried through all the way from that broken rugby league career where all the way there was a pattern. Just to answer your point, Mel, and, and obviously top off the question you asked, Prezo, that external gratification come from that little fat boy all the way through who I'll show them, I'll fucking show them who I am, all the way through to being a professional athlete, all the way through to owning a gym, to then being another professional athlete and competing in the international stage three times at the CrossFit. And it wasn't until I had my first born child where I sat back and went, and, and nearly lost my marriage, my relationship, everything, sat back and went, wow, I haven't been actually doing as good as I thought I could, yeah. which is pretty yeah. pretty interesting from someone who made a first grade squad in less than two years, yeah. um, was the largest man ever to compete in the CrossFit at the regionals at the size and, and size he was. Like I've, And I spent that one time just in a, not an OCD way, but just in out of interest one day when I had time to kill, I looked and I'm like, man, no one else has ever been in the CrossFit regionals 110 kilos and six foot four. Yeah. And being proud of those achievements, then looking back and going, man, so much of it was driven out of a fear of failure and showing them who I am. And look at how much success I, I had. You said proud. I was going to actually say, but you, won't, you probably weren't proud of yourself were you? when you sat back. You probably weren't proud. Mm. You know? I, I was, the, the thing I was proud of was, was the ability to perform, but yeah. what I wasn't proud of was the depth of where it came from more often than not. And that's what I feel saved me and myself. There was always a love for greatness there. It was just burdened by the image of who I should be in the public eye, which led to a fear of failure to perform. Now that's gone, I don't give a fuck. So my love for greatness is exactly what you've seen the last five years, which exponentially, I'm just warming up, man. Like RDM, where we take it in the next 10 to 20 years as, as a global empire, it's incredible. And it's not out of a fear of failure, it's out of a love for greatness. Yeah. And that's something to answer your question, Prezo, and um, you know, I hope we haven't beaten around the bush of that. Yeah, man, I don't think I would be anywhere near the man I am today. Would I have more money? Yeah, probably. Would, would I have um, more of a different type of people look at me as a line of motivation? Not the wrong type, but different people? Yeah. Would it, would it align with the path now I have a, such an open perspective on, on life and myself and, and what I believe is my calling? Man, I wouldn't even be close to that. Mm. wouldn't even be close. Um, it's a blessing. Yeah. It really is a blessing and a gift. You know, and, um, and just to finish on that note, like, um, of your question, like, if someone ever asked me what's, what's the greatest thing that you have or your greatest skill or attribute, for me, it's a hunger for growth. Because when you have that, you find a way to see the world in a different light when it comes from a place of love and valuing yourself from which you will find what, what will align and what serves you, which means when you have all the hardships that I've just mentioned in, you're right, Mel, it is a pretty short, brief thing, but, yeah, you know, in, in, in the blink of an eye, We've all got lists, but man, there's, there's been some big things I've had to go through before I was even, you know, before I was even 30 in my life. And um, I feel all the more blessed for it. And I don't regret any of it. Even the times where I've hurt those I've loved, hurt myself and, um, and hurt my family. I don't regret any of it because it's forged who I am. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, when I talk about hunger for growth, I know if I consistently see growth in life, I will never have the greatest thing anyone should ever fear in life, which is regret. You can't, it's impossible. You can't. Yeah. If, if you're always continuing to be more can't exist yeah yeah it's the other side of the coin yeah there's just so many lessons <laughs> well, yeah. i'm sorry if i spoke fast <laughs> no, no it's, it's, it's good no it's, it's good yeah 
No, it's awesome, mate. Like that's that's the thing. Like as I said, from the sidelines being going like you know, from only a gym to selling you know CrossFit Wellbeing Belrose to you know they moving up the coast and last you know. What, how long has that been? Three years? Probably three years? Two, three 2018 years? 2018 IDM, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, yeah. so, you know, like, fuck, a lot has happened. And could you sort of... So, did you know from a young age, like, potentials of what goes on, potential, 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 like, you know, you knew where you could get to and what you want to do. Um, and obviously, you had, you know, a lot of distractions, obviously, you know, footy career. And, like, looking back now, like, Luke, you're probably lucky. It's so lucky you didn't, you know, you probably did pop your shoulder out, you know, otherwise... You would probably delay the process, or you wouldn't be exactly where you want to be now. But you know, obviously, you don't regret any of those actions that happened. But you know, is do you wish probably during the stage you made like different choices with like RDM or your businesses, or did you learn? You know, was the was the gym never meant for you? Was crossing all being yeah, yeah. I understand what you're saying, man. And when you're talking about potential and those sorts of things, it's, it's very interesting because I, I feel blessed that my parents, in some way, shape, or form, have instilled a believe in yourself. You can do anything you want if you put your mind to it. I do remember them speaking those words when I was, I was under five years of age. I do remember that. And it's not that you, if you didn't get that, you can't build yeah. and install that into yourself now. It is harder as we get older. We things get messier and more chaotic, especially when you enter parenthood. But yeah, you know, like it, it was something where. <clears throat> There was always a belief to be able to provide value and, and to be more, and, yeah. and I always had that inside of me. That doesn't mean I'm special compared to anyone else, and yeah. and it's something that is, is definitely earned, not given, but ultimately, mate, yeah, I look back now, and it's like the gym was a part of me, so it's not that it was never made for me, but it was, it was a wonderful experience that I went yeah. through at a certain phase of my life, and I feel blessed for it. Just like the times that I've been here and, and spoken to you boys and talked about it, it's, it's a fucking amazing journey, man. Yeah. It really is, and the stage of life where I'm at now, it's something where it, it, it doesn't, for me to have a gym right yeah. now it doesn't quite add up with with the three young kids and what I've done and, and, and how I've positioned myself just having that belief and backing yourself with action there, there comes something that I, I call the, the big leap and there is a book about this um, called the big leap but the, the big leap is a funny thing because it's something that <coughs> it's not one big leap yeah. you know I look at RDM now which is growing into a phenomenal movement where it's predominantly online but we run events and workshops yeah. I'm in person as well with a lot of these guys and, and we did a massive event last year in Mount Kosciuszko yeah. very special and very deep but to get to that big leap if I really want to rewind all the way it took me 15 years to finally feel like I'm home yeah like all the nerves with footy all that sort of stuff I, I, I love that I get that I understand it the primal power of all of that and getting in there and man I love that for who I was at that stage of my life. But ultimately, I, I never felt completely home. You know, mm. from, from 18 years or really 20 years of age getting into professional sport, even running running the gyms, awesome, great, love them. But f for what I do now, it feels, it's, it's not the right word. You're at ease. But it feels, yeah, it feels so it easy. Is. It does feel so easy. Yeah. And, and I don't want to downplay the work involved, guys. Like, no. People need to understand the no. big leap for me has meant times where in 2018 I had $67 in my bank account where I spent two grand on Facebook ads that were due in three days. Yeah. And I'm like, I've got to fucking get clients. I've got to show them who I am and what I'm made of and how I can transform their life. Like that's, that's pumped that you don't want to know about when you've got two kids or you've got one and one on the way yeah. that people aren't even willing to explore the possibility that they can do it because they're not even willing to explore the exposure of challenging themselves to create those kinds of situations. I'm not saying you need to live on the street to earn your stripes and do that sort of stuff, yeah. and I don't wish that on anyone, but 
to have some of those breakthroughs, man, they come in the breakdowns. And to have the back of that self-belief and so many challenges in different ways through bullying, depression, females, um, you know, when I, when I was young. Like, these, these are patterns they are built into you to becoming a professional athlete, to multiple injuries and operations, to making no money, to selling my only um, property that I had to go all in on my first gym, you know, to learn valuable lessons, good, bad, and the ugly with myself, with, with, with business partner, with everything. You know, it, all of that forged me to just continue to, one, never give up, and to consistently seek growth and find that way. So if we're looking big picture, that's it. When we're looking at a smaller picture, and the big leap's taken three years. Like yeah. I've had to work hard to build RDM to what it is today, but now with, with HPF, High Performance Father, which is a new program about to release, like it's go time, man. Like it, and this is the incredible stuff that you guys are witnessing, like what you said and seeing, and we can all have. Not easy, because leadership's unknown, right? And leadership's always after the fact. <laughs> How do we create facts when we enter the unknown? Pretty challenging. But you will see, and you've seen it, the exponential growth in me and what's happened. And my clients have seen it in the last three months because I'm fucking tenacious, man. Like, I have, I, in, with less time than ever, more children, more pressure than ever, I have tripled down on who I am and my performance and my input and, and how I'm valuing time and, and developing, you know, developing proper movement inside of myself and with the world. It will become global in the last three months, let alone the last 12 months, let alone the last three years. That big leap has been a leap, though, for four years in 2017 when I knew I didn't want a gym anymore. Yeah. I knew that, you know, and um, and people who are part of my community, and it's not that I ever put a face on, I'm genuine, but people know, they feel that, and they knew when I was moving on from, from my old gym that, yeah, that it was that. time to move on. Yeah. They, they knew that from, from both both gyms, and, and, and this... This becomes the craziness of life. You know, yeah, there's lots of great people that I love and respect that I'll probably never even speak to or see again because you just, it's it's a part of life. You you only have X amount of time, you know, if you want to paint perspective, don't worry about 24 hours a day. If you sleep seven hours and 20 minutes each yeah. night, you get a thousand minutes a day. Yeah. That's a lot, but it isn't, you know. This year, 2021, for you guys and the listeners and those watching, you've got 6,083 hours. That's all you have for 2021. How are you using that? Yeah. Like, what does that look like to yeah. you? Yeah. That's why that journal, what I was talking to you guys about. Like, fuck, man, what's the one most important thing for me in family, in self, in service? I don't care about anything else. Yeah. I have my own supplement company. I can make a fuckload of money off that tomorrow if I just put all my effort into it. It's not what drives me. You know, it's about applying the most important, valuable asset of who I am into how I can create that impact, which is through the coaching business of RDM to impact fathers all over the country yeah. and, and build a real movement through me at a fundamental level. And, and if you want to talk about a universal level, at the source is exactly where we need to bring the needle back to re-establish a foundation and a proper structure of families and fucking heal the world properly. And it's nothing against women or females. When you look at the structure of, of men and being a real man, a father, not through masculinity or through power, but through having that empathy, that respect, that love, that self-worth, having that temperament and nature, how you transition from who you are when you get out of the car into your home life, how you handle and respect and value your wife and your children and be present and fuck off the technology and be around them. When you build that properly, everyone wins. Yeah, yeah. The wife gets a better husband, the children get a better father, he gets better happiness, fulfillment and love inside yeah. of himself. Someone who trains and coaches mums, they can't argue that. I've got, I love that, that's awesome. Train mothers, help them. Mums need help too, everyone. Mm. We, we all, this is, this is not something where you should ever be isolated or alone. Environment, influence. Yeah, yeah. 
But um, which is why you know I've been following you guys obviously since day dot. It's, it's fucking awesome to see because it comes in so many ways. Yeah. You don't have to coach fathers online like I am. No. More than Marriott. Like I'm not here to get yeah. every dad. It's not about that. But culture, man. You yeah. know, I mean, you guys tell me what it, what it's like. Yeah. yeah. So like the 26 year old Alex, no, he wanted to become this. You knew like you knew you had the potential capabilities, but looking like you know at that moment when you show up up there, you stopped. Did you say oh, I'm capable of where I can be now? Did you feel that this is where what you could achieve? Mm. Mm. Did you believe that? <clears throat> or did you build that? Both. Both. Very hard. Very hard. I've always believed in myself, but there's a difference between a belief in the internal reality yeah. and carving that into an external reality. Yeah. Because the vessel changes. I didn't grow up saying I wanted to coach fathers. It found me, man. Like when I became a father, I nearly lost my marriage, my relationship, my business, my life. My body was turned to shit because I stopped competing and and uh, through through all that in in the bin, man, it was it was frightening. It brought yeah. up in the mirror big time, and it taught me a valuable lesson. You know, it, it really did. And when that happened to me, someone who, to some degree, has his shit together, as an elite athlete, so I had you know a reasonable amount of energy and had a lot of freedom in his own business. I was like, fuck, man, what is happening to fathers in their forties who are even worse than me? with even more chaos and even more kids yeah. and they don't even know how to work and look after their body the right way yeah. it's, it's why you see the divorce rate between 44 and 48 years of age which is bit off you go that'll do and I'm not saying all divorces are bad but there's ultimately a, there's, there's, there's a thing that I say where people lie to themselves every day when they don't consistently explore ways in how they can improve themselves I'll say that again like that's a quote I've come up with I mean, I've come up with many, but it's, it's more for me. It's remembrance. Yeah, yeah. People lie to themselves every single day when they don't explore ways in which they can improve themselves. And my point is this. When that person, when they're hit 48, falls apart, their back's fucked, or they break down their relationships, you can rewind that all the way back and that excuse or story or that reality that's become all the way back to when they're in their 30s and go, well, you run an office job and you're working 60 hours a week trying to build you know, your, 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 your work or your business or you're working for the man and... and you're sitting at a desk all the time. You didn't work, work your body at all. You didn't look after yourself. You didn't eat properly. The constant yeah. inflammation. You're chronic. You, know, you just binged with all your television and technology. You didn't spend time with, with your husband yeah. or your wife. And, and you didn't do hip flexor stretches and release your zoas and, and sort out your spine. Well, of course you're going to be fucked. Yeah. And ha how's having a broken spine in your 40s helping you now? Yeah. So when I rewind that all the way back, it's like, no, you're lying. You're a liar because you had the opportunity to change it, but you didn't. Yeah. That's not from a judgmental point of view. I've lied heaps. We, we've all lied in our life. But, but the definition of a lie isn't not telling the truth, it's refusing to bring up the truth. It's denial. When you're honest with yourself and you consistently seek growth or you're hungry for growth and that's backed with action, not, not just knowledge, you will find the corners of where you need to improve and build yourself. And the greatest way I found that was not when I was 26 years of age thinking I'm gonna coach fathers. It was through running a gym, being an elite athlete and still validating who I am externally and how I can perform in the world because I'm unique. I'm the big guy who can fucking beat little guys in CrossFit. <laughs> Man, it's, it's, you were great. Like, I really enjoyed, because like, you, you, you were great that you fed that competitive nature in me, but it's yeah. exactly why I enjoyed training with you because it reinforced the story in my head, not from ego. Yeah. And it wasn't me saying I'm better than you. It was just, it was a story I created. Yeah. Then when I had the firstborn, oh, man, opened my eyes and my world. You know, you, you are, and then the reason why, you know, I've got three lessons from each of my children. But the reason why is because you immediately become invested in something that is a part of you. Like they are a part of you. Like they're part of your, your blood, they're part of your makeup, you are connected. But they're outside of you as well. External validation, right? Yeah. Fuck, how does this work? 
I can't control it. I can't control my child. I can overpower and domineer, but I can't you know, responsible for them. I don't own them. Yeah. I'm responsible for them. They're going to live their life. And I'm like, fuck, how do I? What? She's not sleeping. This is happening. I'm not connecting with Corinne. Like, what the fuck? And just, yeah. just fell apart, man. And, and, you know, Stella brought up the mirror. She, she showed me the value of building my life out of a love for greatness, not fear of failure. That's the lesson she taught me. Lillian taught me the lesson of time. Because having two kids now, first one still wasn't sleeping, under the pump, looking to get out of my gym and sell and move on and build RDM, go all in on that. And Roman taught me the value of energy. You know, I've, I've got a massive gas tank. I don't train. I train luckily four times a week. You know, I move the body five, six, seven times, you know, with various things, but lower yeah. intensity. But, you know, the value of, of energy and having a big gas tank and what that looks like for 1% is for me. Well, you know, it's wearing this ring and tracking my sleep, yeah. you know, and going through and, and measuring my days I'm going to sleep in, my days I'm not. What am I doing? How am I nourishing myself? How am I creating space? Like, it's all forms of, yeah. of, um, of, of movement. You know, life is movement, but... Yeah, that's. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed that long-winded approach to your answer, mate. But that was that, that's. It, it finds you if you continually search, and that's that to me is what life is like. It's children are a perfect example. Search, experiment, discover. Search, experiment, discover. Like that. That is all. Like we, we complicate life so much, man. And and for me, and a big big thing as well, a big saying that I have for my fathers is, you know, when you reach your goals that you have personally, professionally, um, connection-wise, relationship-wise, when you guys reach those goals, you've reached a new baseline. Mm -hmm. You can't stop and settle. I could have three hundred million dollars and then do what? Like, all right, cool. I'm going to go around and tour around and see every single country in the world and kick back on the beach and drink fucking pina coladas. And all right, I do that for five years. Then what are you going to do, Al? People don't understand. Like, retirement doesn't exist. Like, it's a cop out. Like, you, you want to enjoy the 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 not even the fruits, the spoiled fruit of your labour for so many years off the back end where you're probably physically not able in your sixties and seventies yeah. before you bite the big one. Yeah. Are you kidding me, man? Like, no offence, but that's not going to be my life. The journey and the type of journey you continue to have, that's the destination, man. Mm, yeah. You, you so like, you know, at a young age and sort of um, your teens, like winning, wanting more, number one, you know, saying you need to be the best, be the little guys, you know, go across the games. Now is obviously, is it totally like drawn to impact now? Obviously you want IDM to be massive, but mm. You can't feel your you don't feel your ego unhealthily anymore. Mm. So where does it go now? What's the what's the burn? You know, when you're younger, just be the best and win. You know, mm. and get you know, build yourself up. But what is it now? But you know, what's what is it now? It's obviously impacting, changing people's lives, and that's mm. also it's a good thing because you know when you want to help people, when you have empathy, it's kind of a selfish thing too. Helping people, it's like you feel good. Mm. You know, mm. but what's what drives you right now with RDM? Yeah, no, good, good question, man. Because you're right, a lot of it was about... And that's the thing, like, it's the yin and the yang, right? Like, I can't, I can't perform if I don't have something else as a resistance against me. Yeah. But the game changes. My game of life has changed. The resistance isn't necessarily a person, place, or thing. The resistance could be an older version of me. The resistance could be not having sleep because my children were up all night. You know, like, it's funny how it creates different forms and, and moulds. Yeah. And ultimately, you can't have one without the other. It's just yeah. it takes a different perception around it. Well, you can't have day without night. You would know what it is. What, what is it? So when I look at that, yes, that's what drove me. So now, you know, when I talk about a love for greatness, well, ultimately, which sound it does sound cliche, but it is true to a degree. Like, it's just against the current version of who I am. Like, I'm constantly against that battling against who I am. But it's not that I'm ever unsatisfied. Like, I can't... I, I used to be that way, but, yeah. you know... 
you know, never satisfied those that they, they are they are negative connotations that, that reinforce us subconsciously that you are not enough. You are enough. You're yeah. enough right now, Mel. You're enough right now, Prezo. But we've got time. Yeah. We're here now, aren't we? So what can we do? Why not why not do more? So I guess the biggest driver for me, man, is is, is two things. One it is real. I call it the pink elephant rule, but it is real. People focus too much on what they don't want, the negative. I still have that. What's the alternative if IDM falls tomorrow? What's the, I say that. What is the alternative? Yeah. It drives me, man, because I don't want to go back to that. But it is not the core of me. It's not a fear of failure anymore. But I need that because that's important. It's a different style or, or approach to go, yeah, well, there are consequences. It's cause and effect. Consequences of perception, but it's a cause and effect. But the biggest one is, you know, and this this is a belief system of mine. People don't have taken on board, but yeah, when, when I die, for me, eternal life is living through in my values, principles, mannerisms, behaviours, um, belief systems, the, the way that I've impacted others. To me, that's eternal life. Like the way that my daughter laughs right now, or the way that she clicks her fingers, or the way that, that, that Lillian shouts, you know, off the back of seeing, like, that, that's me, man. Like, I'm in there. And it's such a, when you, when you just stop and slow down and you go outside of the box and get out of your own way, it, it, it is the truth because this is a physical body that's going to die. So for me, when I'm talking, this is legacy. So for me, when I'm talking about legacy, I'm like, well, fuck, man, that's eternal life. And it's not just my children. It doesn't have to be. Like when I'm working with these thousands and thousands of fathers over time and, and, and building these relationships and having that small imprint on them, it's not an ego thing that, hey, guess what? You know, I'm living through this man, through his grandchild now. It's, it's what brings me a fulfillment and significance in my life to make life worth living. When I continue to have that against the yardstick of how I currently am and go, oh, well, I've still got time, what can I do? Let's improve and beat the owl of yesterday. And then with that slight little area to finish off with, well, what's the alternative if you don't, mate? You know, what, what will that mean? They're probably the three things that, that, that drive me, man. And that's where, and it's no disrespect to anyone else who coaches father or anything else, but I don't have competition where I'm going. Like if people want to talk about competition, the competition is within me. I stay in my lane. I know what I'm doing is right and working. Not because of what I say is right and working, because of the way that I track my clients, their data, their feedback, the way I listen, the way I understand. I'm literally a reflection for them. Yeah. They've got an issue or challenge, I'm literally reflecting what's going on from a different viewpoint or a different pathway and approach, whether it's words, whether it's actions, whether it's the psychology of it all. Not that I ever claim to be a psychologist, my approach is, is, is my approach, but it's something that is, is really a universal way to help, like you do with, with your clients. Mm. Help them, help them get out of their own way and see what they what they can do and what they what they can become, and that's um that that's why I know that this is the path where I don't need to look at other programs or what other people do. Yeah, you know, and, and what I do, not that we have to dive in, but what I do, yeah, there's no stone unturned, man. Like there's no holes in my game. Yeah, I, 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 nothing but the best. Like it's got to be excellence. Like that is that is one of our values. You know, teamwork, trust, inspiration, leadership, honesty, respect, excellence. You know, that they are very important to me. Teamwork trust inspiration you know we learned that from when i was with you and from sporting yeah. leadership that's fucking bang on in the middle that's an important part because that yeah. means you're showing not telling uh honesty respect excellence you know um yeah but very important man very important traits so, so obviously the fathers are coming in the um into rdm they've all got different goals and struggling with different kinds of things mm. um and obviously different standards and some might have one child one might have two or three or four different lifestyles is that hard or they all have to come to a certain they all have a sort of like a certain goal or standard they have to act like or their goals might be different you know? like some clients you know want to be just be able to move some clients want to be able to compete in crossfit you know is that hard with rdm if they're all the processes are different or is it 
big level. Yeah, no, no, I understand what you're asking, man. And look, it, it used to be, but our, our approach is so personal now that it isn't. You know, we find the pathway for the man. So our common approach is absolutely environment, the tribe, and, and, and how they immerse themselves into what we do. That's one of our pillars, immersion. But from that, they individually have their own roadmap or pathway for what they yeah. need. In saying that, the patterns are the same. And that's the key thing from working with so many now. The patterns are the same. So whether a father wants to lose fat or build muscle, the patterns are the same in what they're currently experiencing, what the pitfalls are, and, and what they need to do. And generally, the patterns of the problem are three things. You know, they're not utilising their time right. They've got complete fucking chaos in their life, and they're wasting time. They're not valuing it. The second one is they've got no energy. Their body's burned out. Yeah. Life is energy. You need that man to be able yeah. to perform. You know, whatever that looks like in the physical area, you know, physically, chemically, emotionally, yeah. or, you know, nourish the body, move the body. Yeah. And the third one is connection. It's, it's com a complete lack of awareness and, and a lack of alignment of what, e what is even important to them and where they want to go. Point A to point B, I'll chat to people, i say, well, what does that look like for you, man? And what does that look like? People tell me what they don't want. They struggle to tell me what they do want. Yeah. It's that yeah. pink elephant rule. You know, don't yeah. think about the pink elephant. What do we think about the pink elephant? They think about what they don't want in their life and then they apply value to that, which is the energy they put out, which is what becomes their, their reality. Man, it's such... You know, the law of attraction, nothing against the whole video and how it was released, but obviously it's an opener for people to explore and dive in more. But if, if you really wanted to articulate it in that way, it's that simple, man. Like you are applying a higher level of energy against the resistances that the energy of the universe puts in your way yeah. with a scope of thinking that coordinates your energy and what will get the result the right way. Like it's, it's, it's very straightforward, man. So when we look at that, um, yeah, you know, we, we have to get them, get them aligned. And I mean, we use a method that I created, it's called the force method. So there is an approach. So there's a methodical approach. and. That stands for feelings, outcomes, roadblocks, commitments, and evolution. The feelings are what drive life. You can't, you can't be a robot. You know, what are the feelings that this man desires in his life, regardless of how different they are, mm. in his family, in himself, in the value adds to the world, and service? What are the outcomes that must be true? I'll never be, no disrespect to life coaches or anyone else, but I'll never be someone who just gasses you up with feelings. I can motivate the fuck out of anyone, but let's get some runs on the board. Let's get results. Let's get tangibles. Yeah. What are the roadblocks you're going to face? All right, what are the habits we need to build? The commitments, okay? Evolution. How does this move me forward? Is this a goal worth chasing? When these fathers go through this, I know exactly where they're at, what they want to achieve and why, to find that new baseline in their life. And that's, and that, to answer your question, is, is how we then individually apply what he needs, um, yeah. you know, built around his life. Sounds awesome, mate. Powerful, powerful stuff. Um, what's the three biggest lessons you have learned? today three biggest lessons mm. I've probably brushed over them already here the first one I'll just expand very slightly on it just so it's not a, a rattle off but the first one is absolutely true if you're not growing you're dying like nothing stays the same the one thing in life that will always be the same is change and it's funny you always keep going the one thing that's something that you've I look at Alex um, from when I'm, you know, was working with him. He's one of my mentors, and I've openly said this many times. Yeah, I'm sure. um, so I always gravitate to Al, you know, because you can see he's very so much to give. Um, but that's one thing I really, probably the last I don't know six to twelve months, is something that he's sort of taught me um, from the book that you've read, which is the one thing. And it's funny how you keep gravitating to the one mm. thing, whether it's life or Mm. Focus on the one thing before you go to the next thing. Mm. Yeah, and, and it's hard because we've got a whirlwind of life and then we've got strategies on how to build, but really 
what you need to sit down and, is, and do is, is position yourself with a different question. If everything I'm currently doing remains the same, what's the one area that I could lift that up which would have the biggest impact? Mm. Like it, it's a million ways to ask the same question, yeah. right? But that's, that's my second one. And, and they're, not in, they're not in preferential order, but the first one is absolutely, you're either growing or dying at a cellular level and, and at a life level. I'm, not, I'm never gonna probably have the body I had, especially when I'm in my 60s and 70s, I'm not gonna have the body I had in my mid-20s. But I don't need that. The, the goalposts have changed, the game's changed, but I will be the most elite fucking athletic Al Al can be at 65. I'll be the fittest, healthiest Al that Al can be at 66. Yeah. Completely different game. Like, I'd eat the, I'd eat the Alex alive five years ago. Like, I'd eat him for breakfast right now. You know, in many other ways. Maybe not on the dance floor of CrossFit, but in every other area of life, 100%, yeah. without a doubt. That, that's important. But don't just rattle off and, and go off in your own lives and say, oh, you're not growing, you're dying. It's like, where am I choosing to settle? Because when you're settling, you're dying. You're staying the same. And it's not that you're unsatisfied. I'm very satisfied. I'm very happy. I'm very grateful. I love my life. Yeah. But again, I'm here. Like, wh- why would I waste it? Yeah. Why would I waste more time being the same version? Like, it doesn't make sense. It does you know, I can entertain the thought, but why would I? I'm then reinforcing what we spoke about, law of attraction, the negativity. The, 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 yeah. that, that is a, a line of, of, of dying and death. Second one, absolutely, man, like one thing. Multitasking is a scam. What you're doing is you're rapidly changing from one thing to another one thing to another one thing to another one thing at a sporadic and erratic rate from which you can't have the depth and the connection to what it is that you're pursuing, which means you'll never have the impact and results. Yeah. So females, if you still want to hang on to that, you can take it. <laughs> I remember, uh, you know, when Quinn back came, my mum was. Oh yeah, yeah, the, the, not, not, yeah, definitely not a sexist thing. But I remember hearing a lot of time women multitask better than men. I'm like, awesome, that's great, fantastic. You, you can have it. But uh, yeah, it's it's true, man. There's only ever, you know, I, I say this to to all of our guys when we do our monthly our monthly tabs, which stands for targets, actions, and version. It's a process we use to, you know, just to get the guys aligned with what they need to do. I always say to them, the most important thing is to find out what the most important thing is. Yeah. That's it. You don't take everything else away. Take all your, all your self-help books, take away your, your you know, 500 pages of, of, of journaling, 20,000 words. What is the most important thing? Because immediately off the back of that, that is where you apply your energy and effort. If you don't know that or establish that, you're going in blind or you're doing a shotgun approach to your life. And that, that one thing by Gary Keller, very powerful man. Very few books have changed my life. That's probably number three. The other two are a bit more holistic, but that, that has changed my life massively. And it's where you get the greatest rewards. Mm-hmm. I can start a real my movement. You know, I can do all that sort of stuff, but it, it, it takes away. And a lot of the patterns are similar, absolutely. It's a lot of it's human human beings, human psychology yeah. but and, and, uh, and, and performance. But ultimately, you know, where my message is, where I'm aligned with and what connects with me at the level and depth I have is what I'm doing. Yeah, and it's what I'm doing right now. And um, will it change in, in five, ten years? I don't believe so. I believe the, the vessel and pathway will. I'm not, I'm not going to be sitting there doing Sunday charge-up live videos with the dads in five or ten years' yeah. time. It could be large conferences overseas and, and connecting with high-profile leaders that are fathers themselves that look after you know, 300 to 1,000 employees where that's how we can have the greatest impact. Maybe that's the way. Yeah. You know? um, that's not taking away from, from everyday people as well. We, we've got a whole range of ways that we serve them and for free as well, every day. But that's the second one, man. And the third one... You know, not growing or dying, one thing. You, know, you can only focus on one thing at a time, what's the one most important thing? And the third one would be environment. I, I, can't, I can't stress that enough. I know we've spoken about it, but under the agreement, if you have an agreement with yourself and what I'm about to say, that you do take action, not, not assumption, but if you, if you have an agreement, that yes, I do take action in my life, yep. then the greatest influences and changes you'll have in, in your life 
over the next five years will be the books you read and the people that you're around. I never cut any of my friends away. I never had phone calls. You'll hear some people say it or some mentors or motivational wizards and, you know, you're the company you keep. Cut your friends away if you don't. I never did that, man. I just stayed in my lane, stayed in my truth. Most people who couldn't align or didn't believe in themselves to come with me or didn't see value in what I was doing, they cut themselves away. Yeah, and that's their, that's their right, man. Look, I'm not here to, to say you're not good enough for me. That's yeah. their right. But this is where I'm going. Yeah, huge. Yeah. Some of us in the loop, like, start in the last year, like, like we talk about the values, and we'll talk about values, like, there's so much, I'm still not 100% in them, to be honest. I'm, I'm very honest. I was, yeah. like, I, was like, I was like, fuck, I had a bit of breakthroughs. Like, well, the shit I'm doing now isn't working really. And so, like, I'm going to start fucking just trying my best to get inside them because, you know, everyone said, you know, growing up, you lose mates. Mm. Well, I don't have to say you lose mates, but you don't really associate them as much anymore. But they're probably happy, and you're probably happier as well because you know if you're people please, or you know if you're not certain on the values who you are, what you love doing, you're not doing those things. You're never be really fucking happy. You're never mm. happy, mate. And that's like, yeah, had hit nail head for me just right there and there. It's it, and it's hard, man. Like, and for all you guys, whether you're watching or listening to this, you know, like I'm not. You know, I'm not running, I mean, probably get locked up, but I'm not running around the streets naked going, I don't care what anyone else thinks of me and my body. Like, there, there's absolutely a connection and culture to us that makes us social creatures. I get that. I understand that. But I'm not going to let anyone define who I should be in my life anymore. Not anymore, you know. And sometimes, and this is the hard part, you don't even know what's happening. Like, when I was competing in CrossFit, there was a belief system that I built inside of myself that I needed to do this, which was ultimately an outside-in influence, even from a teenage boy of being not good enough and then an influence of you are good enough, you're special, you're a big guy that can go to the games, where both of those created the story of who I believe there should be. Now, yes, I am a makeup of thousands of people that I've engaged with and interacted with. They've, they've made this version of who I am. But there's always got to be a master controller or a driver. And, yeah. and it's got to be what's, what's best for you, man. And when I talk about environment, yeah, books and people, like they're two short examples, but absolutely. Like what, what, what better way than to read, read a book and then apply it? Knowledge isn't power alone. It's, it's worse than ignorance because you know what you should do, but you don't do it. Let's get some knowledge, but then let's act and then reflect on those lessons. Like Gary Keller with the one thing. I'm going through what this guy's gone through in 30 years in two weeks. Yeah, what yeah. a gift. Yeah. And that, that's not to take away if people want to go to university and whatnot. Like, f- find your path. But for me, with a book like that, oh, man, I think he's morphed my life in, in, in a month, you know, and, yeah. and of what he's done in 20 years. Like, that, that's, that's insane. Yeah. So if, if you and I did speed reading courses to go from 200 words because I hated it, I was bad at it, so I didn't read books. Went up to about 800 words a minute, which is fast. Pull right back with full comprehension because you lose comprehension at that, that generally at that rate unless you really work it. Pull back to about 450, 500 words a minute. Awesome. I'm doing a book every 10 days. Like it doesn't mean that I'm 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 creating a structure where I have to methodically do it all the time, and it changes. The agenda changes. Now, right now, I'm reading book, book the four disciplines of execution, and, and it talks about how to build your team, to build your empire, and, and um, funnily enough, the very first one's focus, because that's essentially what what Gary's book's about. Yeah, you know? yeah. And I've just hammered, I've honed in on that focus and habits, focus and habits. Yeah, where you apply your attention becomes your immediate reality, and what you do ultimately becomes frequently it becomes your life. And, and the, these these resources, man, and then the people, and then even this right now, like, I feel good doing this. Like, I'm involved yeah. in an energy and, and, and a presence and alignment. This is awesome. Like, I fucking love this stuff. Yeah. When you get those runs on the board, I'm telling you, man, your life changes, which means you can't, it's not cutting people away, but you can't go feeling sorry and out and lending you make money for drugs and all this sort of stuff and keep fucking diving into that and thinking you're helping someone who's a victim at yeah. the cost of yourself. Yeah, totally. it, will, it will never work, man. Yeah. 
but that becomes a very more manipulative and articulate way as you progress through your life where it might not be someone who's a drug addict too as you mate through high school it might actually be your wife yeah doesn't mean you need to cut it up but how do we how do we how do we work through this and be transparent and open to make breakthroughs it might be your brother might be your parents it's 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 very interesting how, how that works but um but that that's that, that's the big one. If I'm talking all three, yes, growing or dying, yes is only one most important thing, but to, to have those influences for that yep. is, is, yeah, man, like your, your environment. And, and from all that, I've taken it down into a way where it is li- literally, you know, 91% of our life being autonomous through the subconscious mind. Let's break that down then. The key ways to influence that that I've learned from Gary, from the other habits books, I've read mostly all of them, all the focus books now, um, and discipline books, you know, I'm, I'm constantly hammering to find that nugget. Yep. And then I apply it to what I'm doing. It's very simple. Systems, behaviours, patterns, habits. It's just action, isn't it really? So much of it is action, really. Mm. Mm. You know, like, and comfort. You know, comfort's That's, probably the biggest. Like, do most of your fathers, I find, you know, you say, like, you don't have to become some become someone who don't care what everyone thinks but sometimes that's like an easy way to say I'm comfortable not changing mm-hmm. and I find sometimes like you know with most people like clients like they're comfortable fucking being in pain you know it's more comfortable being used to you're used to being you know used to it mm-hmm. and eventually goes one fucking day it's like you hit rock fucking bottom you're like fuck this mm-hmm. is no longer fucking good like mm-hmm. do you find most fathers don't even know where they are until like, it's like fuck you know kids are you know, 20, 25 this is going to leave me. Haven't touched her in fucking years. Mm. You know, I'm not even talking to her. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's what it? happens, man. Yeah. yeah. And look, I, I don't, because of the way that I guess I market and position myself, we're not here to save anyone. We never are. So I don't get fathers who, I get fathers in the pit, sure, and they're in a rut, but I, I don't get ones looking to be saved. But they are like that 10, 10 to 20 years where, yeah, man, it's become a whirlwind of, of life and the chaos has led to, yeah, not having that connection. But yeah, we, we get all that. But what I do is I find the hooks that drives them away, knowing what I said before, what's the alternative? Who do you need to beat now, and, and what what does that look like? And moving through those those pathways, generally it's pretty straightforward. Not that I have a framework script, but it's pretty simple. Yeah. Why are you here? Yeah. What, what what have you tried? What do you think you need? And and then my biggest one is well, why now? Like why is this important for you to do this and change your life the right way once and for all? What will happen if you don't? What's the alternative? And I and I and I don't I don't hook or manipulate. I tell them what's the alternative with who you are. You're obviously unhappy in yourself. What's the alternative with your relationship? How do you want your kids to see you? Yeah, it's, it's a really funny thing where um, my perceptions can be real extreme, but it gets people thinking. And one that I'll share with everyone as well is, like, fuck, man, you do not want to be laying on your deathbed going, I wish I drank more alcohol and watched more fucking Netflix when I was younger, <laughs> when you're looking at your children and your grandchildren in the eyes and you're about to take your last fucking breath. Yeah. And anyone who does, I don't want to know about you. Thank you. Like, it's, that's okay. You, you can be that way inclined. No judgment. That's your life. My observation, though, is we don't align. You can go on and live your way. Yeah. Yeah. You can't live that heavy, but that's some of the light bulb moments that these guys need. You know, I don't live that heavy. I live very light and freely, but that, that's perception, man. And when you have that the, the right way, in, in what I said earlier, like you've got the right systems, things have to be done in the right order. You can't be chaotic, even for you guys. You do, it doesn't have to be just apparent. Behaviours, what's your mental approach? What's your mental attitude? How do you turn up? You know, patterns, how often are you doing something? You know that, like in the gym, repetitions. Yeah. But how am I executing on that? You can create bad habits too, we all know that. And then make it autonomous. And then all of a sudden when you combine that, yeah, it's... it's and these are things that were intrinsic, just like they are with you. But 
books and environments of different people opened that up to me, which is, I guess, just a, in a long-winded way, cap off that third third greatest yeah. thing I've learned. Man, 100%. Like, when you, when you search and discover and explore, you, you can really find a way. It's hard, and I hope people take this the right way, but find the right way to, to win what, what the race can be. It's not against anyone else, but life is a race. Like, generally, whether you're successful personally or professionally, whoever gets there the quickest with the greatest impact will get the greatest rewards. But there isn't your deathbed. Like, for me, it's like, okay, well, do I sit back and have RDM the exact same platform as in 2018? I wouldn't be here now. All right, what's the next step? All right, let's get there. And when I talk about race, I'm talking about quality and, 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 and how you do it. But ultimately, that's, that's what it comes down to when you're so stagnant in life and one of the greatest ways in a genuine way to fast track because life is long but it's short too like when we talk about the long game fuck man 6,000 hours there's a year like we're up to quarter we're up to Q2 now like yeah. April stays away yeah like so when, we t- when I'm talking about the long game it's, don't forget it's pretty fast you know so yeah. when I'm talking about a race what I'm saying is if you want to in- enhance your life the most in the most genuine way not yeah. quick fixes or band-aids establish that level of alignment where you are where you're going that's growing or dying dial it into what the one most important thing is and then from there create the right external environment to influence your internal environment to reinforce that and that's not necessarily yes man I get challenged lots and I enjoy it but it, it, it's always with my best interest at heart and vice versa so where do you see RDM 10 years ranch we've got an RDM ranch that I want to get that's yep. um, absolutely on, on, on the on the cards so the goal is to have the ranch before 2025 yep and ultimately have that as, as another pathway for me to, instead of hiring places, host events, get fathers and families off the grid yep. to reconnect with themselves. And, um, yeah, you know, obviously we'll have different elements of engaging with life and nature there, but it, it's just to slow slow down the world and be present, you know. Yeah. People have their two or four weeks holidays every year from work or whatever, more often than not. Um, yeah, they spend all year tying their rope up in knots and then they think they can undo them in a couple of weeks. Sure. You're fucking kidding, aren't you? Yeah. You know, like for us, it's not going to be like a Bali getaway where there's nice music and all that sort of like, and that's no, I'm sure they're great getaways, but for us, it's going to be literally, this is your membership. Every every quarter, you'll come off the grid. You'll come away with your family and um, you will spend time. You'll re- rediscover and explore what the next step looks like in family, self and service for you, for your family, slow down the world and, and, and you know, realign. And that's, that's an important thing for me. You know, if I'm talking grand audacious goals, well, then yeah, of course global multiple ranches and, and obviously an entire different platform in, in my message regardless of, of where it goes in but how, how I communicate which, which is a pretty it's a, it's a pretty fundamental message man yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah. consistently seek growth and love in your life and remove regret and, and enjoy the fulfillment and rewards and experience that life is but you know it, I think it'll find me if I keep pushing but I absolutely would love that you know I love the beach I live right near the beach I'm up on the central coast but um, I do enjoy land and space and uh, you know, obviously, it'd be, it'd be epic to, um, to to have my own place where I can get a, get a big barn as well. Get your boys out for a training session. That'd be epic. But set set up an entire, uh, not so much a way of living. I'll live there, but but a, yeah. a way of reconnecting the right way. Where you know what, we can get the one percenters every day through technology and connect and have that depth because there's meaning behind it. But then guess what? We can reconnect as human beings physically in each other's presence because people people in the modern world write that off very very quickly these days, and it's yeah. not it's not good. And will you know when it's enough? You've pushed, you know, pushed the needle enough, and that's, you know, just not necessarily to stop, but mm. just, you know, need 15 ranches or four ranches. Mm. Just go, I'm mm. just like, you know, this is good, this is where I am at, you know, 
Mm. It'll never, yeah. I don't think it'll ever be enough. And again, it's not that I'm not um, that I won't be satisfied, but you know, for me, I think the the vessel may ultimately change. You know, can there be a real kids movement, a real family movement? Absolutely. Like, of course, that stuff's crossed my mind. But again, what's the one thing right now? You know, so what I'm looking at from that area, mate, there could be, uh, what would you call them, chapters or bases or, you know, it could be not not a franchise model, but yeah, we could absolutely have impact in a large way. And I guess, you know, if someone said to me how things take time and how fast life really is to have, you know, an influence in, uh, you know, South Africa, UK, USA, Canada, obviously, I guess predominantly the Western cultures, although it'd be interesting to see the, the influence in other areas. But, you know, if we had that established and had somewhere between 15 and 30 ranches and, and had a platform where I'm speaking on a global stage and setting these monstrously ridiculous goals to anyone who, who dares think about them, well, fuck, why not, firstly? And secondly, that's going to take a while, man. Like, I think that'll, that even at an exponential rate, I think I'd, I'd be hard-pressed fulfilling all of that before I'm 65. I absolutely believe I can, but... 30 years time to establish that it's possible but I mean 10 years when I met you man it's already gone it's gone quick so really 5 years you've done this 3 years you've done what you've done haven't you really RDM yeah it's it's definitely possible man I'm not cutting myself on it but worst case right because it's taken a lot of work people don't see and I I know we've some things I've gone deep on um, and then other things I've uh, not glossed over but it's been a shorter shorter affair in explaining them but there's a lot of work to get to where I've got to, and there's a lot of work ahead, but the floodgates in terms of our message, our branding, our reach, they, they will open in, in 2022, um, in networking and whatnot, but, but ultimately, worst case scenario, if I get out and get after life, this is my point, everyone can do this, if I get out and get after life with that ambition in mind of having 10 million fathers through my program and having multiple ranches in at least five other countries and establishing that through different methods of service, whether it's my supplements continue to grow, meals, anything, right? Anything that that helps someone connect with themselves in their life, including the ranches. Worst case, I could come even close to that. Getting out and after it with that level of energy, effort, appreciation and gratitude for life that I have that opportunity and, and tenacity to push forward, man, worst case, we will become a phenomenon, like yeah. a, a, f- a phenomenal movement in Australia and have multiple ranches. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like what, what more could, could you want? You know, if I hit that by 50 and I stay the same for 20 years, I will have regret, absolutely, man. You know, but, but ultimately, yeah, when you're when talking about something that, I don't know, it may eventuate into some sort of billion dollar type movement, yeah, awesome, great, but let, let's focus on um, you know what the most important thing is right now and move yeah. towards that but but yeah it's not you should all do that everyone should you guys should do that. we should sit down and you just go okay well, take all the barriers away what does that look like and and it'll change um, you know it's easy for me to communicate now because like I said earlier I feel like I'm home like I feel like this is amazing and will that will that slightly deviate will there be multiple parts yeah but if you ask me while I had the gym like my, my dream was like Oh, it might be awesome to have like three gyms maybe in New South Wales somewhere and like it was it was and it's not a bad thing that's awesome if someone has that and achieves it amazing I'm definitely not comparing but for me that just it wasn't there it do wasn't you believe there. in it do you, you just sort of you're telling yourself that was a dream or did you believe in that I didn't Obviously. believe in it through the actions and that, that's what I talk about when I say lying and being a liar like it was a belief system that I could do it but the belief wasn't then reinforced through the external reality of actually making it happen but yeah. may, maybe like we said it's a blessing man for, for a reason subconsciously I knew that that maybe that wasn't the path 
uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not exactly sure. And that's the other thing too. If people can't come up with it, don't be hard on yourself. You know, there are people that I've spoken to in their seventies who've never even come close to thinking about what they want for themselves. Yeah. They've just been the mum or the dad or the provider or the factory worker. And that, that's just been my life. Yeah. And, and they've happily accepted that. And that's cool. That, that's what I mean about not judging people. Like some people, they, their dream could, could be something else that is not even close to, to what I'm doing. And it could be... They're happy. Yeah, they could, their goal could one day become the, the manager of Woolies. And they've worked their way all the way up. And that's fucking awesome, man. Like that is so good. Like good on them. Like they've pushed for that. And they've had that off the back of what they've started and created. Yeah. You know, and that, that, that's cool. You know, that, that's awesome. Because... A lot of the time for the work required of what I've just explained, I will be tested many, many times. I'm very, very strong and resilient, which means a lot of people won't even want to buy into the possibility that I want to do what, what I was doing and other people are doing. And, that, and that's cool. You know, it's just, um, just don't ever stop. That, that, no. That's always my, like if I was going to give everyone, anyone advice, like don't ever stop, man. Like even if that is your goal, you know, to, to one day be a, be a manager at, at, at McDonald's and, um, or, you know, be a store manager at Kmart, um, start your own business, um, baking cakes in, in your oven and providing to the local mums in your mums group like man all that stuff's amazing if it's done out of love and you're consistently seeking growth the trajectory and, and the pathway who, who cares yeah, yeah. man I could die in three years time and something crazy happens like it's fucking life which is which is why for me that's something that I go yes that's it ranch 2025 what am I doing this year what am I doing this quarter what am I doing this month what am I doing now family self and service yeah. you know and that's like all the, everything I just explained to you guys, that, that doesn't even exist to me right now. But it, it is a, it is a slight charter to get the compass out and go, yeah, yeah, that's possible. Yep, yeah, I've got this program. This is happening. This is this is the money that's going to be able to fund it. This is what I need. Awesome. All right, cool. You know, the, the range to get fully established and up and running and, and going with the land with everything else, probably looking at maybe three point six million dollars. Okay, cool. What do I need to get after tax? And and this isn't about business or money or numbers. Like I reverse that off the back of the type of value and service I want to provide the world, to then go. This is the next thing, and um, you know that's a, that's exciting because then it becomes real. You know, I can't. Yeah. I, I can talk to you guys about having like an RDM and you know in the USA and all that. And it's but how's it help us now? Yeah. That's what I mean by belief in here and then, well, actually, what are you doing right now, Al? Yeah. To, to, to move, not only towards that, but to move towards a more fruitful life right now for yourself and your family. You know, I'm working 20 hours a week. I've got three kids under five. Like, it's... And I love what I do. You boys can obviously see and feel that and, and those probably listening and watching and, and, um, and I love connecting with people, but... Because of our circumstances, my wife just had an operation on her hand, so she can't even pick up the little man. She's struggling to, to pick him up. Obviously, she's got to recover with that and, and looking after the kids. Mm. You know, I, working 40, 50, 60 hours a week, that's easy for me, but I, I can't do that right now and stay aligned in what I practice and yeah. preach. Yeah. You know, otherwise, I'm a hypocrite, and there's too many of them going around. Family, self, and service. Like, you'll never have balance in life. That doesn't exist. But life is a balancing act, you know, and then... And if you're juggling them, you know, or you're juggling the balls of, of, of life, then and some are glass. You can't drop them. Family's glass. I can't drop that ball. No. You know? Yeah. Business will bounce. I've got a good team around me. Yeah. Yes, it would be more accelerated than what I'm currently building, but again, it's moving at a, my, my work capacity and my work ethic's pretty, pretty fucking tenacious. So that 20 hours is probably equivalent to someone else's 60, only because of the awareness, yeah. growing or dying, the one thing, environment. Awesome. <laughs> Probably go on a couple of hours. Awesome. Mate, thanks for coming on. A lot of lessons to be learned. A lot of lessons. Yeah, enjoyed it, yeah. man. It's, it's, it's been really enjoyable. And, uh, you know, I, 
I don't know. Like, if I hope, I hope you guys enjoyed this. I mean, I would certainly, if I was someone in a position that's on the other side of, I guess, some of the things I've explained and some of the, the you know, um, specific or fruitful advice, probably go through and listen to this again or watch it again. Yeah. Maybe take some notes. Like, um, there, there are some key fundamentals which you might align with, you might not with. There are some cues that might work, yeah. but you know. Um, I love what you boys are doing. You're doing an amazing job. It's, it's awesome. I, I wish I was I was closer to coming and do some sessions because I do miss that. You know, I am training on my own, but yeah, it's, it's been a powerful session, man. This is this is the thing, and it's not. I don't agree with the saying, you know, what what you teach is what you most need to learn. Like I think a lot of that's bullshit. Um, there are a lot of things I don't need to learn that I'm showing my fathers. I've already lived and been through it. But ultimately, the greatest gift you get from that, which is probably positioned the wrong way, maybe what they meant was. Often what we teach is what we most need to remember. And that's why I love doing this with you guys today. This has brought a lot of points on my drive home for an hour and a half where I'm just going to be reflecting and making sure I remember because it's so easy to go off the course. And like I said, I will never be like the honest of the truth always wins and I, I will never be a hypocrite, man. Just you can't. It, nothing comes good from being that ever yeah. in any area of life. And, you know, for me to, to preach and practice on a continual basis, it, it's a continual process. You, you can't. There's never a set and forget, yeah. which is why, you know, when I'm answering your questions about will there ever be enough, it's like, well, it can't be because the fundamental principles of what make life what it can be are never as, like, they're, they're stable in their foundations, but how they're applied is never a set and forget. It always changes, you know, so. So it's improving um, the quality of the sessions, not getting four ranches, but improving the current four ranches you've got. Exactly, man. It's so always a way, yeah. Proven, yeah. always a way, you know, getting mail out as guest speaker to a big 300 kilo deadlift and <laughs> everyone cheers and Press chants it. and... <laughs> Clean and press. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's been awesome, mate. Yeah. Thanks for having me on. But yeah, yeah, I hope the guys have enjoyed this and I haven't no, no, spoken yeah. too fast. But <laughs> just Good. very passionate. You know, I never thought I was. It's just, it's just who I am. You know, I have shit days. I, I have. The, we all have the little voice inside. We've all got that. But a lot of people lately have told told me how passionate I am. And I'm like, it's, it's just standard. Yeah. What's the alternative? You know. So it's very close to me in my heart, and I hope this has provided some value uh, to, to the guys watching, listening. To you boys as well. Love it, mate. Love it. Awesome. Yes, you flex, then. You're going to break my fingers. <laughs> <laughs> no, Take no, it easy. I've got nothing on the We're not 50 centimetres <laughs> like you. I've only trained four days. Turn the camera off. Fuck you, does. All right, once again, thank you, guys. Yeah, make sure you share this to anyone, to all your friends and everything. There's a lot to be taken from this episode. Yeah. Any fathers um, Any there? fathers who want to reach out to Big Red, you can find him at RDM. Yeah, yeah. you can punch it in Google, man. It's, you'll come up. Don't it's, type my name in, you'll see when I get carried RDM. off the field. Just type in RDM. <laughs> so, um, yeah, honestly, can't recommend Big Red enough. So, um, yeah, any fathers who do want to reach out, make sure you do. All right. Um, share, subscribe. Like. Like. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Thanks, Thanks again, be great. Appreciate it. All right, Thank you, over fellas. and out.